It was awesome to hear from Abigail today. She was our Why Should We Talk To You on Monday, and she was the one that was going to meet her half-sister over the weekend, so that was super interesting to hear about. It was. Also, uh, I tracked down, well, I guess he <laughs> tracked me down, my gentleman caller, <laughs> at least according to his girlfriend. I'll explain it all. Yeah, and then uh, Mike Bryan joined us. If you owe a business money and they go out of business, do you still owe them money? Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting to hear. We covered a lot of ground today, and you'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. There's a stranger in my house. Oh, man. So do you want to tell us what happened when we talked to you on Thursday morning when you were out at WeFest? Quick recap. Wednesday night, I went to bed early because I knew I had to do the show in the morning. All the other dudes staying with me went out. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to bed. No one was in the camper. Can't lock the door because all the other guys are out. Right. I wake up next morning. There's a couch right next to the table where I have all the recording stuff set up. I sit down, start doing the show. Mm-hmm. I assume the body on the couch is one of the the occupants of Man Meat Central. Right. Right? There's dudes everywhere in this camper. They'll That's one of them. Do the show. Seven o'clock hits. This dude sat up as if he was the undertaker. <laughs> looked me dead in the eye. Who are you? Now, there's a lot of people staying with us that I just don't know. Right. I pretty much said, hey, what's up, man? I'm Wood. Who are you? Ooh. Gets up, brushes himself <laughs> off, walks out of the camper. Uh-huh. I instantly turn. The two guys that were staying with me are in the bunks behind me. Like, they had the shades pulled. Uh-huh. They kind of put their head out and said, who the hell was that? Right. I, I thought they were with you. They thought they was with me. He was with neither. I believed as soon as he walked out of that camper, because I went outside and he was already gone. So as quickly as he came into your life, he was out of it. Right. People all weekend ask me, was that, where was it? What is, it? Almost as if it was a tourist attraction. Right. <laughs> where was this random person? Honestly, by Friday afternoon, I figured I'm never going to see this person ever again in my entire life. Well, because I thought he probably doesn't even remember where he was. Right. You know, so he's not going to he's not going to stumble his way back over here because he probably doesn't remember. And, and honestly... That's fine. Like, they, he didn't steal anything. He didn't break. Like, if he had broken something trying to get in or something. No, it was just a very simple. He probably thought that was his camper. Walked in, laid down. Sounds like he made a peaceful exit. Right. Not, not a lot of hubbub. And honestly, it's probably wasn't going to be the weirdest thing to happen to me that entire week. Uh-huh. Right? Being out there, you go through some ups and downs. But there was a moment Saturday night where I had to make a decision as a man. To impact this person's life. And I'm being dead serious when I tell you, I believe I made a decision Saturday night where I became, outside of this guy's father, maybe the most impactful person in his entire life. Okay. So, Saturday night, I have a little bit of a tradition almost. Right. When the final act is playing, I do a little cleaning up. Right? Because I want to get out of there the next morning. Yeah. I start just putting things away and all that. Bus gets ready. I know my wife's on the bus. I walk over, get Andrew on the bus. They pull out. Uh-huh. I go back to the campsite. Now, at this point in time, because Kane Brown went on late because of some weather, Okay, it's like 12.45 in the morning. Yeah. I'm putting a few things up. There's like four people in the entire campsite. I hear somebody scream, that's the dude. Okay. I'm literally stacking chairs, and I turn around, and there he is. And you, then you had a further interaction with him. Now, you, you're probably wondering, how did you know was that him? Yeah, you only saw him for 30 seconds. Homeboy was wearing the exact same clothes. Oh, wow. He was wearing 
what, four nights prior. Walk of shame. And he's got a young lady with him, right? Okay. By the way, he is also, in my opinion, just as drunk <laughs> right now in this moment I'm speaking with him as he was four days prior. He probably never sobered up, to be 100% honest with you. That's one thing. I think he walked out of my camper and walked to that nearest beer. Yeah, well, you don't you don't get a hangover if you stay drunk. Can't stay drunk all day if you're not <laughs> drunk in the morning, right? Right. And I honestly, when I turned and saw him, I was expecting a hero's welcome. Yes. My God, dude, this is my guy. Yeah. Right? But he had a young lady with him. And this is where I decided I got his back. Okay. Well, do you want to do you want to put a pin in that? Because mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll take just a quick break and then we'll hear how you. I want to let you you tell me if I made the right decision. Okay. All right. All right. I cannot wait to hear this. All right. We'll get into that next. It's another day. Another day. Wake up. It's Kelly and Wood. Kelly and Wood in the morning. Wood was at WeFest, had a stranger sleeping in the camper. You had no idea who they were. They got up and walked smooth out, and you thought out of your life forever. That was not the case. No. So Saturday night, super late, like 1 a.m., I hear, dude, that's the guy. Here he comes over, bringing who I quickly find out is his girlfriend, I'm assuming. Okay. Kimberly. Okay. And he's hammered again. Oh, yeah. They're both just juiced up, right? Right. And he goes to me, bro, tell her we slept together the other night. <laughs> oh, lady. Before I can even get my bat off my shoulder, she screams, ooh, He's old and gross. Wow. Didn't, I'll be quite honest with you, didn't really in, inflate so the self-ego. She, she didn't care that you two had slept together. She was just more upset that you were old and gross. She then turns and just starts waylaying into this dude, right? Yeah. That she's like, I know you're lying. I know you cheated. Blaming some old dude to try to cover your tracks is blank and BS. Yada, yada. I'm just standing here at the fence. And you don't drink, so you're you're approaching this with a sober mind. Right. I'm just drinking all of this right, in. Right. It's a tall tall one. Honestly wondering, was I just outed in a gay relationship that I had no idea yeah. I was a part of? You didn't have a chance to make it a good one. I knew my day was coming. I just needed that push, apparently. <laughs> and he's like, bro, tell her what happened. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I had a moment of, like you said, a self-reflection. Mm-hmm. As I watched this relationship, I knew one thing. This relationship sucks. You were at a crossroads and so were they. It's one of those relationships that like these two people are together. All their friends know this relationship sucks. Yes. Part of them knows it sucks, yet they just stay together. Convenience. Right. And they go to concerts and stuff. They probably fight the entire time. Everything about this relationship sucks. Mm-hmm. Now, I could do the the good thing and just tell the truth. Like, yes, he passed out my trailer by himself, got up, walked out. He's, Boom. You know, you're fine. Their relationship can go on sucking. But I had a moment where I decided, you know what? I'm going to do this dude a solid. He's oh, going to hate me for the probably the next six months. I can see what's coming here. But in the long run, he will look back years from now. Maybe when he gets to be my old gross age. Yeah. And go, I don't know whoever that dude was. That was my guardian angel. He was wise. Because he got me away from Kimberly. And Kimberly went on her own. Mm -hmm. We both split. I looked her dead in the eye and I said, I've never seen this guy before in my entire life. Oh, (laughs) man. That's so against bro code right there. It is, but he... 
Dude, she loses it. Yeah. She, and he just goes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I try to give him a look of, this was for your own I'm good. I'm doing this for you. This is like when you have to paddle your own kids and you're just like, look, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Like when the bull comes out the gate, you got to hold on for eight seconds. I, I just, I, I felt something. And the way she like went nuts on him and, you know, I honestly, like, I wish I could tell you what she said, but it was just riddled. I would imagine. And, you know, she slapped him with the cowboy hat and everything. And he's just, you know, he's got the cutoff flannel shirt. I wish you would have got some video. I, I just knew in my heart of hearts, I did the right thing. So, okay, so you do this. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? Oh, he just turned on his heel and he just started, and she's just following him. And just, just whipping him? Reading him the riot act. And I just hope to God that they just went their separate ways. And I look look I know it sucks cuz he didn't do anything wrong. Right. And he's going to take some heat for a minute. But that that relationship was not good for anybody. And maybe because you were looking at it finally with some sober eyes, mm-hmm. you were like, "You know what? Maybe these two are never sober together so they don't get it." I right, let me let me step in. Mm-hmm. As the voice of reason between these two knuckleheads. And honestly, if you got so drunk that you just wandered off, right. chances are you're not being a great boyfriend either. Yeah. Kimberly deserves better. You deserve better. Go your own way. What I got to tell you, that, that was the work of, of angels right there. That's what I thought. And I, I realized I violated bro code because honestly, he didn't do anything wrong. Is there any way to get in touch with him? I wonder. I, I, I don't know if we want him on the radio right now. He'd probably cuss well, me man, up and okay, down. Maybe not today. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this was just a day ago right. that you ended his relationship, possibly ended his relationship. Yeah. Who knows? Because he might be a slick talker and got right back into it. Maybe word of mouth gets back to him. Right. As he tells his tale of woe to his friends and say, hey, wait a second. I know of a guy and I think I know who it was. And he knows he knows the radio station because he came to the campsite. So he saw the banners. He saw everything else. Mm-hmm. Possibly, maybe. No, I have a feeling he's been drunk for four days. By the time that brain unpickles, he'll have no idea he's on earth. It's time for happy hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. As always, Wood, whenever there's something happening with law enforcement or anything like that, we always like to bring attention to it because it needs it. They deserve it. Riley Cottingham was headed to school. This was his first day of elementary school. And when he got there, the entire Kentucky, the Louis, Louisville Metro Police Department was there to welcome him to class that day. Mm. And you might be thinking, well, what is so special about Riley Cottingham? Well, Riley Cottingham's father was killed in the line of duty. His father, Zach, was killed back in 2021 when he was hit by a car. And as you can imagine, poor Riley growing up without a dad, it's just about the worst thing, you know, you can think of, especially being killed in the line of duty like that. Well, the Louisville Metro Police Department said we're going to show him that his father was a part of a community that will be there for him for the rest of his life. Love it. Now, his father's name was Zach and uh, Jamie, who's his mom, said when those police officers lined up, I could feel Riley stand up straighter. And I could, when by the time we got to the end of the welcome line, he had a giant smile on his face. And his mom said, I could feel Zach there standing with those guys. He was like, I know that if this had happened with some other, with some other person's child on the force, Zach would have been there front and center making sure this happened. And the police officers were saying that this is how we are here and we will be here for this young man forever. I'm sure. As long as he needs us, you know, his dad was a part of a family and that doesn't change. And we'll be there for Riley whenever he needs us for anything for the rest of his life. 
man. I just thought that that's just absolutely. And I appreciate you sending this to me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I guess Zach, his father was huge into always wanting to go visit kids in the community and develop that relationship between children and police officers. And uh, just uh, obviously just hugely missed in that police department. But how cool that these and it's everybody showed up to welcome Riley to class, man. And that is just ah, boy, that's just it's just an amazing thing to behold. And a moment he won't forget either. Oh, not at all. You know, and it, it is awesome that everyone else is stepping up and making that because, hey, we talk about it a lot, man. Law enforcement, what they do. Mm hmm. Ninety nine point whatever percent of us don't want to do it. Right. Exactly. Or couldn't do it. And the fact that they go out there and do that, it's it's something that's worthwhile of praise, despite what some people in the media want to tell you. I always bring up that I have a I have a cousin who works on the Minneapolis Police Department. And the stories that he tells me sometimes, I'm like, dude, how do you go to work every day? Right. Not because not even like the gory stuff, but just the insanely sad things that they have to deal mm-hmm. with. And they're, they're just cut from a different cloth. Chances are when you're dealing with a police officer, it's one of the worst days of your life. No mm-hmm. matter what it is, a car wreck, whatever it is. Yep. That's just another day for them. That's Tuesday at the office for them. You, you said know? it, man. And you know what? Sometimes we forget that. A lot of times we forget that. Well, shout out to the Louisville Metro Police Department for making Riley's first day in elementary school one he'll absolutely never forget. Love it. And that's why we shine a light on these things. Every single day is called Happy Hour, and it's thanks to Audio Video Extreme. Kelly All right, minute to win it. We come up with a category, and we got to come up with things in that category. And uh, the one who gets the most out, or the one who gets one in right before the buzzer at 60 seconds ends up winning. Correct. Does that all make sense to everybody? Makes sense to me. All right. So we're going to do this one today. We got Brian Riley in the studio with us right now. What, what is our topic today? I want islands. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I don't have headphones or, <laughs> yes! or I don't know any islands. <laughs> Why? If you don't know, since Brian Riley doesn't have headphones, he can't hear the clock ticking. But you know when we start to get loud. you know I'm just going to look at Kelly. When he starts sweating heavily, that's when I know it's the final 10 seconds. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. We're going to do a minute to win it. Islands. Here we go. Whoops. Wrong button. All right. Here we go. All right. Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a state. Maui's still, the island. Hold on. It's because still, it's a state, it can't be an island? Well, I don't think Hawaii's actually an island. I think it's the group of islands. Maui would be like an island. How about Puerto Rico? Wait, yeah. so do I have to say all the other ones? No, you're fine. No, you're good. Uh, what is Australia an island or a continent? I think that's a continent. Oh, God, we're going to sound so dumb. Isn't it both? Madagascar. <laughs> Wait. Wait, How, Hawaii uh, isn't all of the islands, by the way. Okay. Oh, it totally is. Well, we've moved well, on from Japan. It. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, that's all of Japan. You can't have it. The Don't. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jamaica. That's an island. Oh, how about Isle Royal in the in Lake Superior? The Florida Keys. St. Martin and St. Thomas. That's two countries on one island. The Galapagos. Ooh, oh, that's there you a deep go. Cut. Are the uh, Philippines an island? Is Ireland an island? Uh, Ireland? Uh, <laughs> Ireland? Rikers Island. Uh... Alcatraz, Greenland, Bikini Atoll, Three Mile Island, Iceland. Mm. Ah, 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 no. with, without headphones, without headphones. I thought for sure Bikini Atoll. That was my ace in the hole. What was that? That's when they. That's when they tested a bunch of nuclear bombs. Oh, I was about to say it sounds like a beautiful place with bikinis. <laughs> well, they, you know, Bikini Atoll is like really sad. Like they went there. Oh. They kicked all these people off the island and were like, hey, we're going to test nuclear bombs here. Mm. So you guys probably don't want to stick around. 
And now, like, people are moving back and, like, getting cancer and all kinds of other stuff. By the way, my Ooh. last one was Fun. Thousand Island. I was going to guess that. <laughs> it had to come from somewhere. <laughs> I can't believe Brian Riley won with no headphones. Hey, I'm just trying to make it fair for both of you two. Golly, that makes me feel bad about myself. Well, congratulations, <laughs> sir. Oh, thank you, sir. Kelly Wood. Do I still owe if they go out of business? That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, this one's sent into the Kellywood Facebook page, and it's pretty interesting here. So long story short, we have a person who owes money to a business. And a little while back, this business announced that they were going out of business. Now, our person who sent this in, I tried to reach out, didn't hear anything back, do I still owe them money even though they're going out of business? And if I do, who would I pay since they're no longer in business? Yeah, it, it would depend on what what's happening with them going out of business. So if they went bankrupt, then some bankrupt court, bankruptcy court or bankruptcy lawyer may show up and say, hey, you owe us these bills. They're still owed. Oh, is that like one yeah. of those cases where they buy the debt for like 10 cents? Yeah, so yeah. there might be people that show up and say you owe it, or they may go away and you never may hear about them again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but people have that both ways because you have these stories of people like with their wedding pictures where the wedding place goes out of, get, and they never get their pictures back because yeah. The place went went out of business, so it happens both ways as far as getting it goes. But it would depend a lot on who takes it over and what how how secure the debt is and those type of things. I've always wondered that when you get a car at one of those like buy here pay here places, and then because one that I drive past every day just recently went out of business. I'm like, so you just get a free car? I mean, I'm assuming. The ba- there's a bank somewhere that owns your yeah, loan. That that's that you're still gonna have the bank. You know, like we'll get sometimes with with clients where clients have medical bills and then the medical provider will go out of business. And sometimes those are still owed because somebody shows up, and other times you never hear from them again. And you know, so it is it. possible to walk away scot free on some of these potentially. Things. Oh yeah. damn! Yeah. Now is there? There's got to be some sort of statute of limitations on this, right? Or they show up 40 years later, like remember well, that Hugo? Yeah, I, I mean they have to. They have to do within the time period they have they'd have to get a judgment um and the judgment would be good for 10 years um but yeah there's time periods on that so you know eventually it'll go away you know and and then there's also with debt sometimes there's like things that can be done to reestablish the time period if a certain payment is made or there's certain connections that are made now there's certain bankruptcies you can claim as a person right Mm -hmm. that gets rid of you owing people money correct Correct. Or what they do is they not just, it's not that it gets rid of it. They restructure your debt so that you have to make a payment for the next four years of some amount that'll pay your creditor some amount. Hmm. So it doesn't always just get rid of it completely. It just, um, it, it basically reduces your debt in ways that get you back stable again. But can you, but you don't get to keep that stuff, right? Like if I went out and bought a jet ski, a boat, a car, and a house, and then I say, nah. I got bankruptcy. I don't mm-hmm. get to keep all that stuff, right? Well, the, the the bankruptcy court would look at your assets and could make you sell things or make you give things back, or people may be able to come along and say, no, I have a right to that because he has only paid a dollar on it and he owes me 500000 Right. So there's a lot of different issues that came that come into it. So I had saying a, is back to the drawing board of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Rich Quick Scheme. Well, right. I had a neighbor who bought a truck and his, I, I don't know if it was his lawyer or whoever told him, like, well, if you're going to file bankruptcy, go get a new truck because you're 
going to need it for work, then that it just wiped it out, I guess. But mm. I, he could have been. I, I don't think it completely wipes it out, though. I mean, there, there's different ways you can go bankrupt that'll play a role. And, and again, this is one of those we'd send you to a bankruptcy lawyer. But but there's there's ways that they get restructured that you still owe certain things. So it's it not as much. And then if you're truly doing something that screws a whole bunch of people, then I think in the end you're going to end up with a you know what do you, you're done. You better start using nickels yeah. for the rest yeah. of your life. You know. So, <laughs> Yeah. You know, so but you think this person just ought to kind of almost wait around and see what kind of shakes loose? Sure, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait around, see what happens, and then you know, um, you know, if they, if they're really worried about somebody coming back, they theoretically could put the money in like a account and get interest on it while it sits there, and just that way they'd be able to show in good faith I've always had the money to pay them. Yeah, you know, I had never had any intent to to screw them. That would depend on the debt. So. And do you know how long the window is that they can come back after? Them? Oh well, it depends on what's going on. If yeah. if if it's a bankruptcy window i mean we've seen bankruptcy windows from anywhere from a couple months through what one of the churches took basically a year and a half or two years as far as it goes so you know it kind of depends as far as what what's all involved in the bankruptcy of the business that you're involved in and then whether or not they secure a judgment against you and what the agreement is between you as far as the bills go so in other words, get a lawyer. Yeah, well, you could. <laughs> you know, you could if you. If it, it depends on who you are. I mean, if you know, if it's a small debt, then you know, I just wait and see what happens. Well, if All I ever right. get in trouble, I know who I'm calling. There That's you right. go. All right. Well, we got to the bottom of another one, and we'll do it next week. And better call Bryant when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, I don't know how difficult removing someone's appendix is. I'm guessing that a doctor who does that, it's probably just, you know, it's probably like a very routine procedure. Now, is that the one that does nothing anymore? Uh, it's vestigial, if you will. We don't, we don't need it anymore. Pancreas makes... Insulin, so that works. Well, but I, the, think, I think the appendix is nothing. I think you don't need your appendix, but I think it aids in your immune system or gallbladder or something, something like that. Yeah, your yeah, it does something with your immune system. Okay, there. Thank you. You say thank so. you, doctor. Yeah. Uh, either way, so okay, the doctor. His name was Doctor Leonid Rogozov. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. He was a Russian doctor, right? Okay. So this guy's on an expedition to Antarctica where they were going to build like a base there or something like that. Well, when they finished building the new base. The doctor fell gravely ill. Well, they determined that his appendix was about to burst. Ugh. Well, on his team of 12 people, there wasn't another doctor around, and they're in the middle of Antarctica. If they don't get this thing out now, that's it. It's curtains for Dr. Leonard Rogozov. Mm -hmm. So what does he do? Performs surgery on himself and takes his own appendix out. Jesus. How could you do that? Well, obviously without pain meds, right? I, I guess not. But would that even be like? Wouldn't you just like pass out from the pain when you're in the middle of performing surgery on yourself? I would have. And you said he was a doctor, so he knew what to do. He knew what to do. Yeah, I'm out. And you couldn't like you couldn't give yourself liquor to you know numb the pain because you'd bleed out right there because it thins your blood. I, 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 I've been like reading. I honestly, this is like one of the only ones I've ever done research on to find out what did they do for pain meds. Maybe he just bit down on something. I was like, "Here we go." It's either this or numbing cream from his tattoo. Yeah, just hey. all over the slot. I, and I think you go in through the side, right? Well, so he could do it himself, right? He's just rooting around in there. There's a picture that goes along with this. I'm good. That you can see, like he's just he's all, he's all masked up, like a you know, like a doctor would look. Oh well, thank God. Right. You don't <laughs> want to get infected. Up. <laughs> but he's got his shirt pulled up. 
And he's he's cutting into himself. <laughs> Removing his own appendix. What a set of clackers right. on that fella. You know, they probably just gave him like a shoe to bite down on or something, too, for mm-hmm. the pain. Mm. Unbelievable. How man. long ago did he do this? Like, when did this? Happen? This was back in 1961, so it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> what do you do with that thing afterwards? Who knows? Sling it out yeah. in the cold. They put it in a had jar. to eat it to survive. <laughs> put it in a jar, saved it for a snack for later or something. <laughs> anyway, man, it happened. And the funny thing is, like, I, I looked this up and I found it on multiple sites because I was like, there's no way that this is real. Vicky texted and said his crew actually helped them do it too. Well, I'd imagine so. They probably held him down. Right. Or maybe he just directed them, like, all right, now cut. But I'm not trusting someone who's never right. wielded a scalpel before to cut an organ out. Pulls it out and holds it in front of you. Is this it? That's my kidney. Put it back. Oops. Uh, either way, man, that is an amazing story. And I found it interesting. Maybe you didn't. Don't even care, man. It's a Monday morning, and I feel like I brought it to start the week on a high note. Actually, I feel like I could help. I do pretty good at operation. Did you? I've been his guy. And funny bone. And <laughs> no way. Either way, I found this one interesting, and that's why I bring these to the table every single day. If you didn't like it, I don't care, because sometimes, ha, 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 baby, it does bang. Wood. When we talked to Abigail on Thursday, she was going to meet her half-sister that she just recently found out that she had. She was a little bit nervous about it, but excited at the same time. So we're going to talk to Abigail now and find out how did it go. Abigail, how are you? Hey, Kelly. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. So did you go meet your half-sister? Yes, I did. Now, I didn't get to talk to you on Thursday, but I'm still very excited to see like how this all went. It went amazing, like, as well as I could have hoped. Really? Uh, yeah, we actually have a lot in common, a lot of the same interests. We even like our coffee the same way. Really? Um, yeah, it's funny, like, we kind of have some of these similar, like, mannerisms even that we, I guess, probably picked up from our dad over the years. But, um, yeah, yeah, we had an amazing time. We uh, even went out for sushi together the next day because we found out we both love sushi. Oh, cool. And... Yeah, it was awesome. So do you guys look alike at all? I think there's a little bit of a resemblance, but it's not really, really strong. Okay. So what about other family? Did you find out you have any nieces and nephews? Is she married or what? Uh, Yeah, she's married. She has two kids. Um, So I can't wait to meet them. But, you know, maybe next weekend. (laughs) You became an instant aunt over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So obviously you're going to meet the family at some point, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we haven't made a plan yet, but for sure soon. That's wild to me that you found out like you have this person who could be a long-term piece of your life after all these years. Yeah, I, it's awesome. Like, I mean, I wish I had met her sooner, but I'm just going to appreciate you know the time we have going forward, and I'm excited to meet her kids. <laughs> so what was, what was her opinion of your father? Because you said that your father was getting a little bit older, was kind of clearing his conscience, and told you about this. What was her opinion of finding out so late in life? Uh, yeah, I mean, she wasn't super thrilled with him. Uh, I guess, you know, he was pretty absent from her life when she was young. Uh, so they don't have a great relationship. But, um, you know, I think she's also glad that he's, uh, you know, has come clean about this stuff and is trying to make amends. So... You know, it's complicated. So you must be an only child then if you don't have like, because I'm, I'm guessing if you weren't, other children would have wanted to come meet their half-sister as well. Yeah, I'm an only child. 
So what's the future hold now? I mean, are we getting together for Christmas, vacations, what? Um, possibly. I mean, I'd like to, uh, I'm really excited about, you know, having a niece and a nephew. Like, that's so cool that I just suddenly have them, and I would love to, you know, come over for Christmas and spoil them, and, you know, there's a lot of possibilities in the future, which is exciting. Have you talked to your dad since you guys got together? Not yet. No, I haven't. Okay. And you're not holding any grudges with him, or are you? Uh, I mean, I don't feel like it's really helpful for me or anyone else to hold a grudge about it. So I try not to. Uh, obviously, our relationship is a little bit complicated, but I still love my dad. You know, that is so. This this like put a huge smile on my face for you. Just that you got that you had this awesome experience with a brand new person in your life who will probably be there now forever. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Smile on my face, you can probably tell. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, Abigail, I thank you so much for letting us all be a part of it. You didn't have to do that. And the fact that you let us all kind of got this little peek as to what was going on. People were even asking about Abigail at WeFest. Correct. So thank you so much for letting us be a part of this. Oh, thank you. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. It sure is. Wood will now give a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score. We're going to put it on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed... New York, my friend. Big Apple trash. Yeah, I don't think it's the actual big New York City, but it's the state. I'll allow it, though. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know anything else about New York. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo. Now, anyways, we have 63-year-old Donna Hanson. Now, here's the thing. Donna was mad at her boyfriend. Okay. Now, when you're mad at your boyfriend, what do you do? I don't know. Do you want to get to the bottom of it? Do you want to, you know, maybe squash it? Mm -hmm. So sure enough, Donna hopped in her golf cart and she drove over to her boyfriend's house. Now, here's the deal is when she got there, they didn't solve this problem with words and hugs. Instead, she started making a mess in his apartment. She started throwing things around. That's what she called 911. According to eyewitnesses, she also punched her boyfriend a few times. But when authorities Jeez. got there, the boyfriend said, hey, ho, ho, ho. No, no, she didn't hit me. And I would prefer you not to pursue any sort of charges of battery because I love her. Oh, man, that's oh, a good dude right yeah. there to take a beating like that. Well, authorities then began to interview Donna and said, Donna, you're pretty tuned up here. How did you get over here? She said, well, I, I was responsible. I drove my golf cart. Well, Donna, guess what? That's against the law. That's a DUI. Donna said, the hell it is. I could, if I drove my car over here, that'd be a DUI. But yeah. I brought my golf cart. Now, here's the thing, Kelly. You think Donna would understand because she was staring down the barrel of not her first, not her uh-huh. second, not her third. But her seventh DUI. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, you would think she would know all the rules by now. In fact, she is actually dealing with these previous charges so much that she's not even allowed to drink alcohol. So her just being drunk was a violation of her probation. Forget the DUI, but we threw that on just for good measure. Holy moly. She was arrested at the scene, not for battery, but for violation of probation and... A DUI. 
Guessing she got locked up. Uh, yeah. Jeez, man. Mm. That's um, that's borderline just sad right there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get this. Let's get into this one here. Come on. Now, with the seven DUIs, I'm really thinking that we might uh, we might hit a thousand, but only time will tell. Points are the points. All right. So we got. Um, how about hopping in a golf cart to go to your boyfriend's house to argue with him? Seems that, trash. That trashy. The golf cart kind of makes it classy. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a golf cart. That's the sport of kings. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to do the right thing. How about driving a golf cart drunk? Well, that probably happens every day on the golf course, though, doesn't mm-hmm. it? But that's where you're supposed to do it. How about we just give it 150 points okay. right there? Um, showing up, starting to bust up the dude's house, man. Yeah. Trashy. Come on. 175 points for doing that. those activities right there. You know it's probably like a shot glass. Yeah. Like Gatlinburg. <laughs> bang against the wall. All right, um, so we have that. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Now I've I've forgotten where where it went after that. Mm. So she shows up. She's breaking stuff in his apartment. The she police show up. Punched him too. Oh, she punched. Yeah, yeah. That's trash. That's trashy, man. Mm. I'm gonna give that 175 points right there for punching her boyfriend. Um, the boyfriend stands up for her, but that's pretty admirable. But then they have to run a check anyway, and they find out she has seven. How about this? How about the police telling you you're not allowed to have a drink? That seems strange. <laughs> and that's not even police. That's a that's sorry, like the courts. The court of if yeah. a court of law ever comes to you and says, "Hey, you're not allowed to have drinks. You've been doing trashy things for a long time." Take a look in that mirror. I'm giving that 200 points. Mm-hmm. Now seven DUIs. Dang, that's trashy. Yeah, I'm gonna get that another 200 points. Okay. All right, what do we have left? She was arrested, correct? That's right. That's 75. I can't change that. Is that everything? That's the points. Oh, we almost had 1,000 this morning. Points are the points. The points are the points, and I can't change it now. But, hey, you know what? That was a great story. And, Wood, I have a score for you if you are ready. Come on. Today, our golf cart driving drunk woman earns herself a whopping, a respectable, so close, 975 points. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our first break of the morning. We tack it on the end of the podcast as our bonus track. We heard about Woods' trials and tribulations towing a trailer. And I'm okay admitting I'm not a manly man on that front. Right. And then uh, my first world problems that uh, got us talking about, I don't remember what, I know my cruise control went out and I launched into something. About deer. Once oh, again, uh, you continue golly. to <laughs> shake your finger at Mother Nature and karma. It's our first break of the day. We call it our bonus track and it's right here. Kelly and Wood. We got to take Mondays off. <laughs> This four-day work week needs to hustle the hell up. <laughs> I, I I honestly thought about you a lot yesterday. Uh, why wouldn't you? Well, now, would let me. May I pay you a compliment, please, to start the show out? Uh, please. Your your dedication to this radio station <clears throat> is is unmatched. Second to none. Second to none. But. I will say this. I knew I was like, man, today Wood is just going to be on the ropes. You can't do three days out at WeFest because you're not. I, that was five days. Oh, that's right. Because you were Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday left on. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude! Your 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 work ethic is just unmatched. Uh, I, I mean, we can get into some of this here. Yeah, manual labor, not for me. <laughs> not your steez. Not for me. And there's a couple other things that I knew that were hammered home yesterday. Yeah, cemented and never again to be doubted. Okay, well, you want to get into it right away? Uh, can we end the show? 
Sure. Let's, <laughs> let's hit this James Brown and go, I'm nowhere near as tired as you. I can carry you today, King. Yeah, please. I can carry you. Strap. I'm like, Elvis, I need a little something to get up. <laughs> get, that, to come down. get that boy to the stage. <laughs> yeah, baby. God, when is how, many, how many mornings did I come in here hungover that you had to carry me? Yeah, many. When I was at the height of my drinking, Mr. Wood would always make sure the show sounded good. I'll be real with you. I went to bed at 7.15 p.m. last night. Oh, good for you. Did you sleep, though? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't one of those where I just laid in bed and went on social media or whatever. Right. I know for a fact my wife and I got into an argument last night. I have no idea what it was. Uh, probably your, she doesn't understand your work ethic, probably. <laughs> probably. She probably questioned your dedication. <laughs> Do you want to stay and watch a movie? I don't. Woman. <laughs> Woman. No. Well, plus you're not getting good sleep out there because it's loud right? and, you know, you're in a strange place. Scientifically, we don't get good sleep when we sleep in strange places. She went out. Two times. This was her first ever Wii Fest. Oh, really? Had a blast. Good. Heck yeah. But she didn't She didn't work like me. No. She's over there bebopping and skedadding, having fun. Couple cocktails. There I am, slaving, bar backing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, working at bar is so fun out there. That's where it all goes down. My finger got caught in a chain. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's play this James Brown and we'll go on home. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Nope, that didn't save me. <laughs> that did not reach down into the doldrums and pull me from. What That's rap, okay. What rapper you know has ever thrown denim vest up in one of their hot rhymes? <laughs> oh, maybe some Canadian rapper out there. <laughs> oh, man. What a crazy weekend, brother. Be like, this is my go-to rap. Hit him with the denim. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, you were out there just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Not out there grinding. And a huge shout out to Pleasureland. All right. Like, yeah. Pleasureland hooks up, us up with phenomenal they, RVs. They do. All the time. Yeah. And it, it is great. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. I am not an RV dude. I, I would have known that about you, like, the first second we, we met. And I mean that by I, I don't like camping. Right. All right. You're 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 a very much indoorsy guy. And to be fair, sleeping in one of these campers is not camping. I, I was gonna indoor say, bathrooms. That thing is nicer than my first apartment. I have air conditioning. Right. You know, I had flat screen TV. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's not as if I am out there roughing it. Right. Your tent. You don't have to worry about your tent blowing away or anything like that. So on the way up, somebody else drove the the truck that drug this trailer all the way up there. And that was a, how long was that trailer? Twenty some feet. I honestly got I have no idea. 30, okay. 97, 6, <laughs> couldn't tell you. And so whatever, we get up there, we get set up. We had new fencing installed this year, which looked phenomenal. Oh, man, it looked so good. But we had to dig holes and pour cement. And when I say we, I'm talking about the everybody else group we. Yeah. I was more of like figuring out other things because getting into WeFest, I don't know if you've been paying any attention to social media at all, was a scene. Yeah. It was wild. Thursday was, honest God, like you go back to like, think of like Woodstock, right? Mm -hmm. And you see all these pictures and you think to yourself, well, how does that happen? Yeah. Well, at some point in time, I don't know when that tipping point is where there are just so many people. Guess what? I don't care if you have the greatest infrastructure, the greatest security staff, the greatest staff, whatever. Yeah. You got no shot. Right. Thursday, it was like that at, yeah. for Morgan Wallen. I was going to say, Morgan Wallen, I'm sure, brought him out the woodwork. If there was a female inside of, I don't know, the s- surrounding seven states, including yeah. Canada of Minnesota, yes, 
that own a pair of jean, jo- jean shorts, cowboy boots, <laughs> cowboy hat, and a short white top. They were at That's Morgan se- Wallen. That seemed to be the go-to outfit this year. It is. It was. And honest to God, like if you lost someone and you went ran up to a police officer and said, uh, she was wearing cowboy boots, jean shorts, short white shirt, and a cowboy hat. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I just grabbed one walking by. Here you go. There she is. That's your new Pam. Off you go. It was just, it was wild. So getting back to the camper aspect, I was dreading all weekend this ride home tomorrow. Because you're not a towing kind of guy. I am not. I love towing things. Oh, I Because I, I feel like, because I, I always wanted to be a truck driver when I was little. Mm-hmm. So I, it gives me just a little taste of what it's like. I I hate it. I, ha- I like. I am so nervous about everything. Like if I catch something, yeah. In my mind, like if I catch an overpass, no, I'm never going to catch an overpass. <laughs> it's not a semi truck. But if I do, is it going to then send me careening off into the road to certain death? I, I this kind of this is the stuff that goes through my mind because I don't do it right. And then when I finally got it there, I then realized I don't know how to get something off a tow boat or a tow hitch. Oh. <laughs> I was beating on that thing like it owed me money in the parking lot of Pleasureland. And then, oh, there was no one there to Oh, I guess it was Sunday, wasn't right. it? Right. Yeah. All of them are enjoying a day off, rightfully yeah. so. And I finally, at one point in time, like I had this thing jacked up so high. The back end of this trailer was almost on the ground. <laughs> so I, I finally called someone. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And like the truck... Was almost coming off the <laughs> <Right>. ground. <laughs> but that's a good hitch. As I'm like hand cranking this thing, I'm like, come on. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lie to you. If you do work at Pleasureland, mm-hmm. and I assume there is some CCTV recording of that parking lot. If you look back at me at around like five o'clock yesterday, you're yeah. going to hear me use some colorful language. There's some kicking. I kicked the I kicked the hitch. I kicked the air. I kicked everything. We're gonna see you on a fail army or something. I absolutely I'm gonna turn that video in. Watch moron try to disassemble a hitch, and I, it just man alive. I, I just I love it. And if I can even drive one of the big ones, yeah, right? I can do with that. Yeah, but if I have to attach something to the back of a truck, it's being left. Right, and that's fine. I I full on agree with. I know that's like an unmanly thing to admit. Don't care. It's okay. Don't care. It, a lot of like a lot of dudes can't back up a trailer. No, I, I I'm I, an ace. I'm an ace at backing up a trailer. At one point in time, when we're packing up yesterday, yeah, they even said, "Hey, Wood, we need you to back that truck up with that trailer and put it right here." And yeah. I just looked at him and said, "Hi, I'm Wood. <laughs> That's uh, not going to happen." I talk on the radio. If you need me to run something somewhere, I'm your guy. Right. If you need me to hold something. I'm your chief. As long as you're moving forward, yeah, you're good. That's when you got to slap her in reverse. If you want that thing to back up, look, I would rather unhook it with my bare hands and push it over here. <laughs> well, I, you don't know how to unhook it, though, so you'd have been screwed that way, too. This was before that. <laughs> I honestly, I was, uh, be real with you, yeah. I was about four seconds away from calling an Uber and leaving the truck there. That's <laughs> saying to hell with it. It's a work truck. I've been written up for worse. <laughs> Adios, say la vie. Oh, man, that's Wood, great. Where's the work truck? I, I parked it there yesterday. <laughs> Must have got stolen. Call Pleasureland. But it was it was so awesome. And it, honest to God, it is so much fun meeting so many listeners. It's wild to me that I had p- so many people coming up to me and say, I listen to you every day. Do you text it? No. Right. Do you call in? No. It, it's, it's almost like. 
be a part of the show. Well, here's the other thing. And meeting cool listeners, you know? Right. Like doing this, okay, we've been doing this together for five years, mm-hmm. and you would think that we've met everybody at this point, and it's so cool Like when people are like, yeah, I listen every day, but I've never been to WeFest before. I've never come to a station event before. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest part of the whole thing. Without a doubt. And then the listeners that we see all the time, it's like we start to build this kind of cool friendship with them. Right. It was really cool, man. I And I, I, I wish I could have been there more days, but hey, you next know what? year, next year, I will... Next year, you know what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you said last year. Well, okay. But you got things. I, I, there was things. How are you supposed to stop COVID? There's things. You know, how are you supposed to stop COVID? I will tell you that that wedding on Saturday went off. Well, of course. I said, if this is going to be my last wedding, I'm giving them all I got. Nothing but Bruno Mars. I'm, they're going to leave here just limping. Can you play something else? <laughs> no. <laughs> Learn to dance to this. It's their first dance. <laughs> yeah. This hit that ice cold. Michelle fight for that white gold. It's father-daughter. <laughs> yeah, it is. It sure is. Oh, my God. Speaking of father-daughter, mm-hmm. I cried during the father-daughter. Of dance. course you did. They did this Taylor Swift song called Never Grow Up. Have you heard this? Yeah, I've heard. I don't like this song. Oh, God. I, I couldn't help it, dude. My eyes were full of tears. Especially because Murphy likes to sing it. And I'm like, right. <laughs> and my daughter's always like, Dad, I can't listen to that song with you because I'll cry. And my daughter's not an emotional person. I am. And oh, man, I played the father-daughter dance. And I'm like, I had to keep turning around because I'd have like a tear come down. <laughs> like, I'm the DJ. I'm supposed to be Mr. Party Time here. Not bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Anyway, all right, I'm sure we got more stories from WeFest to be coming post-haste. Oh, wait. To the, uh, by the way, I found our trailer sneaker guy. Yeah, yeah, I saw your Facebook post. He came up to me the final night, and I have... I, I'll talk about it later on. Is he going to work for us now? I will tell you this. Outside of his father, I have the greatest impact on his life for the rest of his life. Fantastic. And uh, ready to do it all again. Dude, I had one of the most first world problems today, and it like put me in a bad mood right away. Let's go. So I was driving into work. I have a long drive to work. I drive about 50 minutes every day to work. Did you go all the way to the road ends again? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't I, do that. I, I'm very proud of myself for getting off Highway 10 before going all the way down there and realizing I can't turn that right there. There's a detour and you got to turn around. No, I got I got a back route all planned. Well, look at you. I'm not going to share it with you, though. Please don't. Because the last thing I need is a bunch of traffic and I'm trying to get in here at 3.30 in the morning. Nice. Stick it to the man. <laughs> so, anyway... My my power my uh, cruise control stopped working. Now my truck is old. It's a 2011. Mm-hmm. It's got like 223 thousand miles on it, so it's it's fought the good fight. Right. And I'm gonna drive it till the wheels. Literally, the bed is rusting off of the thing. Hey, you know what? At that point in time, then it's an El Camino. <laughs> Let her ride. But the the cruise control stopped working, and it made me so bummed out because I'm like, well, dang it, I'm never gonna pay to have that fixed. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have cruise control. Which is so essential to me not getting a ticket driving in in the morning. I bet you that is a super easy fix. I don't think so, dude. I bet you it's a switch or a you know a, a fuse or something like that. I bet you it's super easy to fix. And then I get in here and Google Chrome has changed the way that it, the downloads work when you download audio files. Mm-hmm. And that upset me. I'm okay. like, boy, I am a baby. Like These are both very first world problems that uh, shouldn't affect anything. You say that, but technology does this to us. Same re- like, Makes us lazy? Well, the same website I go to get my sports yeah. has changed, and like I had to create a new password, so I just yeah. said, no, I'm not doing it. And as you saw, <laughs> my last sports suffers for it. It was, it was a tough poke, yeah, but... Yeah. But, okay, the, the uh, website we use to post our podcast mm-hmm. is constantly changing, right. and it annoys the living 
bleep out of me. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, can you just keep it one way so I don't have to keep poking around to try and find out how to po- post a podcast? The only thing worse than this is if you go to your website and it tells you, you need to change your password. Oh, God. Because it has been six months since you last changed your password. You then go to change it. And you can't use an old password. Right. Well, what is my old password? And then I just make up a password that's so stupid that the only way it's going to be ever be remembered is by clicking that one button for Google to then know it. So once again, right. all my passwords <laughs> are out there in the ether. Yeah. For anybody to steal, what's the point of having passwords? I know. Well, I always think that too. It's like if Google, like someone could come in here and literally log into my bank account because I did it once on this computer <laughs> and I don't know how to undo it. They're probably like, oh my yeah. God. Oh, they're going to feel sorry for me when they see those numbers. How do I put some money in here? Like who pays 30% interest on a truck loan? <laughs> <laughs> Picture of Kelly. This guy. His thumb up. <laughs> hey. Jen said, bite the bullet and get it fixed. I, I'm guessing it's an expensive fix. Can I ask you something? I would love for you to. Why do you use Cruise? Because I don't like to speed. Okay. And and if and sometimes if I'm playing a rocking tune and I got my foot on the gas, I'll look down and I'm going 80 miles an hour. Is it a hootenanny or <laughs> bluegrass? <laughs> I'm a huge bluegrass fan. <laughs> oh, check out this hot remix. You know, I love when they get on the, the bottle. I don't even know how the cruise works in my truck. Because you, you grip it and rip it. I, okay, so every morning I drive through a town where the speed limit goes from 65 to 60. A speed trap. Right, mm-hmm. and there's always a cop parked in the center island. Yes. And they never get me. Why would they? Because as soon as I, because I know that drive so well, as soon as I see that 60, boom, I bang it down to 60. Mm-hmm. I, I get it right on the nuts, too, so when I'm driving through, they got no chance. That cop knows every time he sees you, too. He's like, there it is. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do 59, just to really stick it to him. <laughs> oh, big shooter. What's he hiding? That'd be my question. <laughs> For real. We're going we're gonna to pull him over and see what's going on with that. <laughs> but that's the thing. So that's why I use Cruise. Because also I'm driving alone usually in the mornings. And if, you know, say a cop is bored, maybe he's been on the beat all night. Because mm-hmm. I drive through a bunch of small towns. I'm guessing being a police officer in some small towns is kind of boring. Oh, this guy's going five miles over the limit. Let's get him. Here's my thinking, though. If I am a police officer at, let's say, four in the morning. Yes. And I see someone going through, going the speed limit. They're breaking the You law. think they're up to something? They're I know. Absolutely I, are. Okay, so sometimes I'll go 61. Oh. <laughs> nah. You're, you're, you're absolutely breaking the law. That, that, that would rise my suspicions. I think, just because I think so outside the box. Well, I always think that too. And I'm like, we're, we're on the roads at a lot of times where people who would maybe be driving intoxicated are on the roads. Yeah. So I'm like, if I'm trying to be too safe, they're like, well, this guy's up to something. Mm-hmm. But if they were to pull me over, they got nothing on me. I'm not riding dirty. I go as fast as I need to to be by myself. I don't like being around other cars that early in the morning because if a deer does run out or something like that. And somebody swerves or something. Right. Right. So for me, I like to be by myself. I can turn on my super bright lights. I can look for any wildlife because that, honest to God, at four in the morning is the biggest danger on the road. Can I, can I say something that's probably going to jinx me? This is the first year. I, I knew you were, Don't do it. Don't say it. Don't do it. It's the first year in three years. No, this will be the fourth year. So in three years, I hit a deer every single morning on my way to work. This is the first year I haven't done it. I don't know why you just said that. Because it's August now. I think that they're kind of done. No, that deer newsletter just went out. I was like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 
This guy's getting cocky. Listen, my cruise control went out. If this truck gets totaled, fine. And by the way, he's only going 61, so it's not going to hurt that bad. <laughs> the deer walks away. It's like, ah, oh, that, was a, that was a minor inconvenience. Damn. It's like, oh, that one's going to hurt. <laughs> but the bruise. This is the first year I haven't hit a deer. Okay, you keep saying that, man. You're putting the bad juju out there. I so don't think so. You know Thursday when you tune in to listen, and it's nothing but music. That's what happened. Kelly hit a deer. That's what happened. I'll be sure to post pictures on social media. <laughs> that that last one I hit was the worst one. Like that, what it did to my van, that was insane. I thought that was. I thought we determined that wasn't a deer. It was like a chukacab. No, that was two years ago. Okay. That was like some sort of dog. Not a dog, but like a. Uh, it looked like a canine. So maybe mm. it was a wolf. I, Is there wolves out I, there? I mean, there are wolves in, in our the state of Minnesota. Of the, right. I don't think you. I think you hit somebody's pet. I don't care. <laughs> no, I don't think that's so. bad juju, man. I don't. I mean, there is a lot. Oh, that would be. Come I on, would man. be terrible. I can't that's believe you're sad. laughing don't, about. I'm not. Don't say things like that. <laughs> just imagine someone that just tuned in, dude. You hit someone's pet. Yeah, that's what they're walking away from. To hear you laughing, right? I don't what like a that. jerk. I don't like that. I Kelly hate guy. that dude. Mm-hmm. Should we do some history, please? All right, come on. Let's. That was a hot one right there. Oh my. <laughs> All right, it was on this day, Wood, all the way back in 1944. IBM's automatic sequence-controlled calculator became known as Harvard Mark I by Harvard University staff and others. The Mark I was the first operating machine that could execute long computations automatically. So that was the, kind of the first big, like, calculator? Mm. Guess how much this thing weighed? Six pounds. Five tons. Good night. So it was. So you heard that it was like they used it for like really complicated math equations. Mm-hmm. It had seven hundred sixty-five thousand components, hundreds of miles of wire, and weighed five tons. And all it could do was like hard math. Can I ask a crowdsourced question here? I would love for you to. And text into three two zero six five six nine four five three. Is there a single person out there who uses a graphing calculator in their day to day job? Uh, math teachers. Math teachers okay. would probably be the only, or maybe like an architect, possibly. I don't would think they, you would, need a graph for they an need, architecture. What about, a, what about a scientist? I There's no scientist listening to this show. <laughs> Who are we kidding? That. Maybe they're doing a case study. I, I spent so much of my high school mathing yeah. on graphing calculators yep. and stuff like that, trying to find the one equation that could maybe make a boob on that thing. Right. Isn't one, apparently. And I've never once used it again ever since I've done... With my schooling. I felt bad for my parents when they had to buy me a graphing calculator. Because those things are like 90 bucks, right? 100 bucks. My parents were broke as hell. And now you got, I got to buy you a $100 calculator? You there was one me? class I took that they had some in class, which was good. But if you had your own, then you could cheat and write down answers on that little slip of oh, plastic yeah. that was on the inside. Right. Nice Shout work. out to all you kids out there. Nice work, Just sir. Heads up. It but was a- you'll end up working in radio, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Uh, it was on this day in 1997. Garth Brooks performs in front of 750,000 people in Central Park. Ooh. And, of course, Billy Joel showed up to perform a few songs with them. Oh, cool. I remember, I remember watching this. I think maybe it was on HBO and I was at my brother's house and it was on or something like that. But, man... Three quarters of a million people showed up in Central Park. Yeah, that's a ton of people. And that's like eight more people that showed up at WeFest <laughs> Thursday. But I, I remember them saying, like, I, I feel like I remember back in the day they said that, like, people weren't really 
there was not a lot of excitement for it. And then they announced that Billy Joel was going to be there. And he is like, you know, he's New York's son, man. Mm-hmm. Like that dude sold out. What was it? Where was he performing at? Not Shea Stadium. That doesn't exist. Uh, anymore. What? Madison Square Garden? Madison Square Garden. And he was doing it like every Saturday. Yeah. It was like a resident gig for him. But 750000 Like... If you're in the back, oh, you ain't hearing anything, right? Yeah, you you, but you might just, as well have just kept on going home. I mean, you're just there, you're a part of it, though. I guess, and so. you can look back and be like, hey, remember that crazy time we went to Central Park and didn't see anything, mm-hmm. but knew that we were a part of something? We <laughs> perform friends in low places. Mm. All right, um, and oh, this okay, this is just a wild story. Um, so you know who Mark Cohn is? He does this song. <laughs> Walking in Memphis. I like the song. It's a jam, right? I honestly got had no idea he sang this. I don't know if he has any other hits. I thought it was Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> it was like on the da- Dirty Dancing soundtrack. <laughs> what does that have to do with Memphis? <laughs> anyway, back in 2005, this dude was shot in the head during an attempted carjacking in Colorado. Miraculously, he survived it. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Like, was he, like, full-on shot in the head? I don't know. I was trying to look up more details on the story, but I ran out of time because I don't ever, I don't remember hearing that. Man. Or maybe I was like, who the hell is Mark Cohn, and why do I care that the guy was shot in the head? But yeah, the dude takes a bullet to the cabbage and ends up walking away from it. Does he still perform in things? Yeah. Dang. He's still out there. He's still out there, you know, people waiting on that song at the end of his concert. How much did you suck at carjacking? Like, you got back to, like, you know, the hideout. You're like, dude, I even shot the guy. In the head of all places. (laughs) Where's the car? (laughs) He drove off. (laughs) It's the damnedest thing. He said he had a show to get to. I don't know. (laughs) All right. And uh, a couple of birthdays here real quick. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wood. First of all, celebrating a birthday today. How do you actually pronounce your name? Charlize Throne. Say that again? Charlize Throne. It is Charlize Throne's birthday today. Oh, Okay. Now, I, she's going to be older because she still looks like she's like 22, but that's the Illuminati. Well, yeah, that's the Illuminati. She's she's supposedly head of the Illuminati. I think she's got to be 45. Oh, man. Good for her because she's <clears throat> even older than that. Get she's, the hell out of Yeah, here. she's the ripe old age of 48 today. No. She, she looks the same. She's one of those people who's looked the same for 20 years. That's what I'm saying. There's no way. They have to have like some time capsule stuff that they sleep Dude, they're in. doing things we can't even begin to wrap our brains around. Probably. And the deeper you dig, the scarier it gets. Yeah. Also celebrating a birthday today. You know I'm getting to the bottom of the barrel when we celebrate this guy. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. <laughs> Seinfeld star Wayne Knight. Don't you dare disrespect Wayne Knight. Of course, Jurassic Park also. Yes, and the native son of Cartersville, Georgia. That was right next to where I lived in Georgia. And dude, like he would hang out in Cartersville. Awesome. Great guy. But then he lost a ton of weight. Yeah. And honestly, I think it like hurt his career because he didn't look like Newman anymore. Right. He didn't know? have that awkward heaviness to him. Yeah. If, yeah. Like, you're supposed to be like that weird guy at the office type look I know and exactly feel. What you're yeah. And then he lost that weight. And I think he was doing like some commercials and stuff. But everyone in Cartersville said he was the nicest guy. He seems like it. Just like a great dude. And uh, honestly, you know, he had like some of the moments on Seinfeld that literally had like everyone laugh. Like they had to like reshoot scenes because yeah. he kept making everyone laugh. He was supposed to be like on one or two episodes, but every time he showed up, it popped. And so they kept writing him in things. That was the same with Putty on there. He was only really? supposed to be in like a couple of episodes, but people thought he was so funny they kept bringing him back. My favorite scene with Wayne Knight is the uh, Keith Hernandez spit scene. Oh, yeah. I, 
I laugh out loud every time I see that scene. They did such a good job on that. He's got to be 67 years old today. Whoops, I accidentally went away from his... Ooh. I will tell you this. What did you say? 67. Uh, you're close, man. Hey! He's the ripe old age of 68 today. Come on now. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we'd like to wish you a happy birthday as well. 